Hey, you may have read, um, you may have saw an Instagram post that went out like yesterday and saying that me and Clara, wait, on the Instagram post, who was it? Me or Clara? Hands up if you thought it was Clara. Ashley, she was right. <laughs> no, it was actually me. No, it was me. But we do often get confused. But on that Instagram post, um, it talked about how we were actually going to talk into how to live out your faith. Who here has ever asked that question, how the heck do I live out being a Christian in my life? Oh, only a few hands. So I'm only going to preach to about five people. <laughs> Seriously, how many people have you asked the question, how do I live out this life of Christianity? How do I live out my faith? Yeah, a few more hands. That's what I thought. Well, I'm here to answer the question for you. And I believe that to live out your faith, you need to know, it comes down to the foundational thought of knowing who you are and where you came from. When you know who you are and where you came from, then walking out this Christian life is so much easier and it comes with so much understanding. It's so, so, so powerful. So tonight, I'm going to be preaching on the topic, citizens of heaven. Boom. Boom. Citizens of heaven. Who here has got their Bible with them? Anybody? We've got phone Bibles. Everybody pull out your Bible for me. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. I brought my paperback. I'm bringing paperback. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we are opening our Bibles or f- switching on our Bibles to Philippians 3, verse 18 to 20. I'm, I'm there. Thanks, Molly. <laughs> no worries. Love you. Okay, and it says, For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears. Paul's like writing this letter with tears. He's getting real emotional, guys, okay? Just putting out that he's like, writing to this to you in tears. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Oh, it's convicting me. My God is my stomach. Who here else is a lover of food? Love food. This verse is speaking to us right here, okay? So if you want to take away anything, don't be, don't let your stomach be your God. Anyway, and their glory is in in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, good word, good scripture. Let's take a look at some of the context behind this. So Paul here, he's actually writing a letter. He's writing a letter to the church of Philippi. Everybody say Philippi. Philippi. And the church of Philippi, they're actually actually known for being quite... uh, like in love and very, what's the word? I didn't write it down. They're really proud. That's the word. They're really proud of being Romans because Philippi is a Roman city. So they're really, really proud of being Romans. They're like, yeah, we're Romans. What? And Paul's writing to the church of Philippi and he's writing it in tears because the way that the Romans live wasn't very godly. The way that they live was very immoral. It was very sexually impure. So God, not God, sorry, Paul is writing to the the church of Philippi and he's telling them, no, stop this. It's really making me sad. I don't like it. And he's distressed. He's really, really upset about this. And And he's upset because they're not living a life for God. They're actually filling themselves with earthly matters. They're filling themselves up with this idea of, of filling their own appetites, doing what they want and what they desire, but not fulfilling a life with God, with what they were called to do and what he came into their lives for. And you know what? We can all have a little bit of this in our lives 
as well. You know, I know for myself, sometimes I make really stupid mistakes and I do really stupid things. And sometimes I go around, I'm like, yeah, well, I wanted it, so I did it. Or, you know, I just wanted to, so I did. Do what I want. Ugh. But that's actually not a very godly way or Christian-like way to live out my faith. That's actually not the best way to live out my faith because I'm not actually designed just to continue doing all the things that I want to do. If I did all the things that I want to do, I'd be in a really, really bad place. But I'm actually called to, to live out a life that is different, that is set apart. And you know what? I love how Paul writes here in this letter that we are actually citizens of heaven. What does that mean? Citizens. A citizen, the, the definition of citizen is a member of a state or nation who owes allegiance to and is entitled to its protection. See, as citizens of a nation, we belong to that nation, therefore must abide by those rules, but we also receive the favor of that nation, yeah? Put up your hand in this room if you are an Australian citizen. Anyone here an Australian citizen? Yeah, majority of the room. That's what I thought. Anyone else here like a, a citizen of another, like dual citizenship? Anyone got citizenship? Oh, yeah, Giselle. Where are you from, girl? Rwanda. Where are you from? South Africa. Where are you from? As if. Are you actually? Oh, I didn't know that. Where are you from? Brazil and England. Whoa, are you Australian citizen too? Whoa, you have a triple. I don't even know if that's possible. Mm. <laughs> so cool. Hey, how awesome is it that we are such a multicultural youth ministry? I love it. It's amazing. So I'm sorry for those that aren't Australian citizens. I'm just going to go on a bit of a tangent about being an Australian citizen and how awesome it is. And I hope it encourages you to become an Australian citizen because it's the best thing ever. I don't know if you know a young person, but being an Australian citizen carries so much honour and so much weight and so much privilege. We are very privileged as Australians. I'm an Australian citizen. I was born and raised in Australia. Although I look Asian, I'm fully Australian. And you see, as an Australian, um, going back to that definition of what a citizen is, a citizen must owe allegiance to a nation. So I, myself, as an Australian, owe allegiance to Australia and the Australian government. And what that basically means is that I must abide by the rules of the Australian government. And you know what? The rules and the laws of the Australian government are actually there because it allows our society to run well. It allows our society to run peacefully and, and function properly. Otherwise, we'd all be like, meh, running around like check headless chooks if we didn't have the law to help us through that. And you know what? Like, for instance... Um, some of the things like, you don't murder, that's a law, duh. If, <laughs> duh. You don't speed, that's probably one that a lot of us kind of break it every now and then. You don't steal, you vote at an election when you're old enough, feel. You go to school, you're actually, you actually have to get an education. You pay taxes, or at least you will one day when you have a job. All these laws allow our system to run, our society to run, yeah? If we didn't have these laws... People would be running around killing each other left, right, and center because, hey, you stole my pen, I'm going to kill you. And that would be all right if there was no such thing as the law. Or if, if there was no such thing as the law, your stuff could get taken. If, you, if someone came into your house, stole all your things, that would be fine. be nothing to it. You'd just gone with all, all your stuff. Like, see ya. Like, that's not cool. I don't want my stuff stolen. If you weren't, if you didn't go to school, if you weren't, if it wasn't part of our law for you to be have an education, you wouldn't even be able to read that screen. You wouldn't, like, I don't, you, seriously. <laughs> if we didn't have to pay taxes, if the law didn't require us to pay taxes, 
our nation was, would be in debt and we would pretty much starve to death. Like we would have no food, we would have nothing. See, the reason is that the, the laws that govern this nation allow it to run peacefully. And we as citizens abide by that and, and, uh, because we want to live in this nation that is peaceful and awesome and great. Yeah? Yes. Okay. So that's one side of the definition. The definition that it says that we must owe allegiance to. The other side of it is that we also, what was my definition? Throw it back up there. Entitled to its protection. That, that's where I was going. The other great thing about being a citizen is that we are protected and we are covered by the favor of Australia. Now, as Australians, we receive a lot, seriously. So if you're an Australian citizen, you automatically get health cover, which means the government will automatically pay for like part of the medical fees. So if you ever get sick, the government's going to cover you and they're going to help you out. That's awesome, yeah? If you ever get, um, you know, entitled to education loans, when you get into university, if you're an Australian citizen, you get something called HEX. And then you're going to be in debt for like ages. But what the great thing about it is that is that you can actually go study and further your, um, further your studies and further yourself in a career and actually live a really great life because you've studied and you have a good job. The other great thing about being Australian is that um, with it, like this is something that my brother's in a situation right now that I found out like recently. But if you don't have a job, like you recently lost your job, but you're looking for a job, the government will pay you for looking for a job. That's awesome. Like, even if you didn't have a job, the government will help you out because they're like, hey, I hear you. I get you. I'm going to help you out. As an Australian, if you travel anywhere in the world and something would have happened, like there was an earthquake or a really, really big tsunami or like a terrorist attack, the Australian embassy, you can go there and they will protect you. And Australia will actually protect you and help you and get you back home. If something bad that happened to you, do you understand that Australia, we actually receive so much as Australian citizens. And I tell you what, if you live in America, you don't get nearly in anywhere near what we receive in Australia. As an American, you don't get, um, you, you, as an American, you have to pay for all your own medical fees. So if you get really, really sick, you have to pay for it yourself. And like if you get really, really um, if you, if you don't have a job, you're basically homeless. You, the, the government's not going to help you out. You've got to make it on your own. If you, what was the other one that I said? If you, oh, you have to pay for your own, like, education. You have to pay to go to college. Like, the government's not going to help you get an education. We are so privileged as Australians to receive all of this from Australia, the Australian government, because we are citizens. That's what we receive as citizens. How, who here is actually like, wow, that's crazy, that's awesome? Some of you. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think you understand how great it is that we get to live in Australia, that we are Australian citizens. Because not only do we abide by the laws and live in a great nation that is peaceful and awesome, but we also are covered and protected and given favor by the Australian government because we are citizens of Australia. But I'm not here to talk to you about politics and Blah, 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 that's ill, gross, no. No, I'm here to talk to you about God. Because how crazy is it that we receive all these things, we receive all this protection and all this peace and all this awesomeness by being Australian citizens. But imagine, just imagine what it would be like to be a citizen of heaven. Of heaven. I'm talking heaven as in the place 
that has roads and gates of gold. I'm talking about heaven that has no sin, no bad things happen. I'm talking about heaven where angels roam around and sing praises and worship to God all day long. Being a citizen of heaven is, is incredible. Like we, we follow the rules of the law, which is the word of God, but we also receive the protection and the favor that comes from heaven. And who knows here that heaven, who is heaven governed by? Who, who, who rules heaven? Yeah, Jesus, oh God. And how crazy is that? He, he is the king of heaven. Hence, we have God's protection over us. We have God's favor over us. I'm talking about the God that created the universe. I'm talking about a God that created every single person in this room and every living creature that ever lived. I'm talking about a God who, in, in a snap of his fingers, can bring fire to a burning bush. I'm talking about a God who can part oceans. I'm talking about a God who sent his son to die for you because he loved you so much. We are protected and we are, we are citizens of heaven and that is run by a God that is so amazing and so, so awesome. See, those that call themselves Christians call themselves then citizens of heaven. And that's where we belong. Like I said before, knowing how to live out our faith and walk in our faith is about knowing who we are and where we're from. We're actually from God, and that's where we could be returning, so long as we continue to choose God and allow Him to rule our lives here on earth. Our God is able to protect us and give us so much more when we choose to be citizens of heaven. Yes, that's right. It's a choice. It's a choice to be a Christian. It's a daily choice to walk out your faith in God. It's not just a thing on a Friday or a thing on a Sunday. It's a daily choice to choose God every single day and live out your faith every single day. See, what is a, um, sorry, and it's a choice, actually, to go against earthly and worldly things, to go against what the world tells us to do and what, what society says that we should be doing, like drinking and, and, and dancing around looking rude and gross. What is a life? But what does a life that is earthly or worldly look like? See, a life that is earthly or worldly may look like someone who swears, someone who makes fun of their parents or teachers, someone who throws rubbish around, someone who gossips and talks about people behind their back. Life, life that's earthly and worldly, it, it may even look like constant worry about money and the future and, and uncertainty. A worldly life, or living a life that is earthly, is a life that is stressful, tiring, and exhausting. You probably see it in school, maybe even see it in your own family with your parents. And it, you see, the thing is, like, we see that all the time. We believe ourselves that we are part of this world. And that makes it harder for us to try and live out a Christian life because we feel like we're a part of it. But I'm here to tell you, young person, you're not. You're a citizen of heaven. Any person in this place that calls themselves a Christian, you are a citizen of heaven. This is not the way that we, this is not a life that is available to us. There is a life that is so much greater, that is full of peace and favor from God that is available to us as long as we choose to live in it and choose God every single day. See, you are set apart as a citizen of heaven. We are not of this world. We are in it, but we're not of it. And it requires us to, to live a life that is different. And it requires us to live a life with the sole purpose of glorifying God. Glorifying God day in and day out. If we're not, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're speaking isn't glorifying God, then it's not living out our faith. It's living earthly and worldly. 
You see, as an Australian, there are things that I do and the things that I say that truly make me Australian. When I went to America in end of 2014, people were talking to me at the back. Um, when I went to America, there was no way of hiding that I was Australian. There were things that I would do and things that I would say that make it look like I was Australian. And, like, it was crazy. Like, one of the things was, like, my auntie that took us there, she brought Vegemite with her. And as soon as you're a fan holding Vegemite, they're like, oh, Australian. That's not how they speak. But anyway, the other thing is, like, um, in the way that I speak, if I say mate automatically, I, I sound like I'm Australian. When someone passes me the ketchup, I'm like, thanks, mate. And they're like, oh, Australian. Literally, Americans are crazy about Australians. Isn't that right, Candace? <laughs> I don't think that was Candace, but anyway. <laughs> but as Christians, there are things that we can do that show that we are actually Christians, that we live as Christians and that we are set apart. As a Christian, I would give up my time to serve and worship Him whether at church or at youth, even during stressful times. As a Christian, I would go around and tell people that Jesus loves them. As a Christian, if, if I, I would turn gossip around. If someone was saying something bad to someone, I would turn that around and say, no, God created them beautifully and wonderfully. He, that person is God's creation. We shouldn't be talking about them like that. As a Christian, I pray for those that are sick and those that are going through a hard time. As a Christian, I don't worry about money or the future because I know that God is in control. And if I trust that God's in control, I don't need to worry. I don't need to worry about what's to come and what I need. All I have to do is trust in God. And all of this is for the purpose of what? Glorifying God. That's essentially what it is to live out a Christian life as citizens of heaven, is to glorify God. That's all that it is. And we don't have time to go into this verse, but I want you all at some point in your lives, this week, tomorrow, or in a month, or a couple of years' time, you write this down, all right, if you're taking notes. I want you to read Titus 3, verse 1 to 11. Connect leaders, if you want to do a Bible study on it in your connect groups, I encourage you to do so. But that verse actually talks about the ways of living out our Christian walk with God in this world, how to be Christians in this world. And I would love to unpack it more, but we don't have time. If I can get the keys up, that'd be awesome. See, we know the things that we could be doing, but why don't we do it? Why do we find it so hard to live out this Christian walk? You know, we're told, read your Bible, pray, worship. You know, we're told all these different things, to live a life that is um, glorifying God. But why is it so hard to do? Maybe it's because we're fearful. We're actually scared of doing it, of stepping out, of being set apart because of what other people will think or what other people will do to us. Maybe it's because we feel like we're ashamed to call ourselves Christian. Maybe we've encountered other Christians that have done stupid things, terrible, terrible things, and we don't want to be associated to that. Maybe we feel like we lack the ability. We actually can't do it. Like, that, I don't know how to. I, I, I don't have the words to say. I don't have the courage to do it. I don't have the ability, Louisa. Maybe we don't think that we're actually worthy, that we don't think we're worthy. And I'm here to tell you, young person, that all of that is a complete lie of the enemy. All of those thoughts, all those, that fear, that worthlessness, that sense of not being able to, the lack of ability, that sense of shame, that's all lies of the enemy. Jesus died on the cross so you, you did not have to live in fear. Jesus died on the cross because he thought you were worthy. Jesus died on the cross so that you didn't have to work and, and, and work these things in your ability, but actually have a God in you that does it through you. 
so that you didn't have to use any ability at all. Isn't that amazing? Jesus died on the cross and he was not ashamed of doing it for you. Even if it was just for this one person in the room, he still would have done it. He would not have been ashamed to do it. Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. So all those lies of the enemy, you just need to scrap that. You need to get that out of your head. As soon as you hear those words, I'm scared, I'm not worthy, I'm not able, you need to scrap that out of your head because they're all lies of the enemy. See, even Jesus, Jesus loved us so much. Before he died on the cross, he prayed a prayer for us. Every single one of us in this room, he prayed a prayer for us. And it says it in John 17, 15 to 17. And Jesus prays, prays, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me in the world, I have sent them into the world. Jesus prayed this over us. Not that he, we would be taken out of the world, but that we would be in it and we would be protected from what the evil one tries to say to us or tries to do to us. He prayed this protection over you. And whatever Jesus prays, you know how like when Jesus prays, he's actually pretty much praying to himself because he's God. <laughs> it's going to happen. You are protected. You are protected as citizens of heaven. You are protected by our heavenly father, by a God that loves you so much, loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for you. See, we are in this world, but we are not of it. Just as when I was in America, I was on American soil, but that did not make me an American. I was still an Australian. Just as it is as that, we as well on earth, on earthly soil, we are on earth, but we are not worldly. We are not earthly. We are citizens of heaven. My, we are Christians, yeah? We are citizens of heaven, and so we must be set apart. We must live that out. We're here to make a difference, not to follow everyone else.